Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Event Industry News podcast. We're going to be talking today about UK Events Week, what it is, who's it for, when's it going to be happening uh, and the people behind it. Uh, joining the podcast today, Alistair Turner. Alistair, welcome back to the podcast. I know you're a previous guest with us. Hi, James. Good to see you by the magic of, of video technology. And also Melissa Noakes. Melissa, good to have you on the line today. Alistair, UK Events Week. Um, what is it? Give us the nutshell straight away. Okay, so UK Events Week is essentially a festival of events for the events industry. Its primary purpose is to promote and celebrate the very best of the UK events industry. Um, its premier supporters are International Complex and Event Production Show. So they form sort of the centerpieces of the, uh, of the week. Um, it's week commencing the 27th of February and uh, on the Wednesday and Thursday of, this, of that week, uh, event um, production show and international conference take place at Olympia in London. Um, and anyone who's been to those shows will understand that around that show, there is a whole cacophony of different events and seminars and workshops. And what we're trying to do is bring those all into a general celebration of the events industry, where anyone that's looking to learn more about the industry, what it's doing, what it's up to, why it's so great, can engage. Um, and what we've done is we've produced a series of events, seminars, workshops, dinners, and things like that, all around International Conflict from the Monday right through to the Friday, um, which um, will form the basis of UK Events Week. And of course, the primary um, objective of which would be to talk about how great this industry is and why it's so great. So it's, um, it's a big thing. There's lots going on. And um, yeah, uh, event profs are welcome to, to get involved. Uh, tell me, what, what venues are, are being used? Is this all going to happen in the round of venues that Complex and event production processing place in, or is this going to happen on a, on a broader scale? Well, it's going to be very broad. Now, um, a lot of the the majority of events are taking place in London, although mostly uh, there was events last year um, that were all over the country as far as Northampton and Glasgow as well. Um, last year, again, we had everywhere from the Shard to a brilliant venue called Flux, um, which is uh, over in Shoreditch. Um, yes, there'll be sessions that are quite close to international conflicts, especially during those days, so that people can come in for breakfast and then go away. But um, hopefully we're going to be able to see the full breadth of London's venue product and the UK's venue product, as well as um, the full breadth of the industry talk. And Mel, if we can bring you into, uh, into the conversation at this point, tell us a little bit about your own particular involvement and what unique um, angle that's going to bring to this uh, particular event. Yeah, sure. So as part of UK Events Week, I'm putting together a panel with some incredible speakers from a variety of different brands. We've got um, Innocent, we've got PlayStation, we've got Nintendo Cancer, who are all coming together to talk about the realities of being in a brand and what it's like to be an event professional in a brand, the kind of challenges that we face on a day-to-day -day basis, the way that the events landscape has changed, really, over the course of the last three to five years, maybe even slightly longer, in some of the brands and looking at how experiential, how events play such a key role in solving these businesses' challenges and how there are very similar challenges, shall we say, across the brands, even if they manifest slightly differently and actually giving an insight into what that's like and how and how important events are becoming really um, in terms of the wider marketing mix. They're, they're becoming more more of a more of a strategic pull rather than just a tactic which we may have seen a few years ago. So yeah, it's a really exciting panel. Despite it being a really popular angle now amongst the major brands of having dedicated event people within their organisations and having creative agencies and production agencies handling various different 
live elements uh, that they will use to promote their brands. Is it fair to say that there are still lots of major brands out there who are, are yet to fully understand the concept and the benefits of running their own live events? And this is a really good opportunity for them to perhaps come along and find out what, what, what tricks they're missing. I'd say absolutely, actually. I think um, events have been seen as quite a tactical thing for quite a lot of years, and I think brands don't really understand the, the power of face-to-face engagement, -face live interaction, of, um, of what experiential can really do. So it's a great opportunity to see how other brands are engaging, how other brands are using events and experiential disciplines across the marketing mix, just not in the pure kind of events that we would have seen. And how and how important they're becoming, and, and I think they'll learn a lot from these speakers. They've got such brilliant experience, you know, across Europe, across the UK, across different sectors, and they're doing some really brilliant, cutting-edge things with events. So I think it's um it's set to be a really exciting session. I think. Analysis. I'm biased though, obviously. But. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd expect nothing less at all. You know, that, that's why we're here. We, we want you to sell it to us. Um, Alison, tell us about some of the other sessions that people can expect to see um, during UK Events Week and, and what you're hoping to, to do by way of education, by way of enlightening people in different aspects. Yeah, so what we try to do is pull together a schedule that kind of looks at bigger pictures, but also the minutiae of events. Um, the listen section is I'm particularly excited about because what it's about is trying to understand who the end user is, who the end, um, essentially the paymasters of all events are, and also to understand their world. I think often in the events industry, we're quite guilty of talking only about what we do. And this is about understanding what our clients do and what they think about all the time and what's affecting their decision making. And we've got sessions like that. We've also got sort of broader sessions as well. We're doing everything from looking at um, Rio Olympics and how that was activated and what the events industry can learn about putting on major events and how brands and businesses can work with that. Um, we're looking at out that session, particularly looking at forthcoming major events, everything from FIFA to World Cups to the next Olympics and seeing how the events industry can engage with that as well. And then on the other end of the scale, we know that there's a huge amount of innovation in the events industry at the moment, certainly within event tech. And we've got sessions where we're looking at um, how to gain investment into your new business, how to gain um, a, a shareholder investment, how to grow your business in the event sector as well. So we've got little small classroom workshop sessions as well as some of the bigger picture stuff going on as well. Yes, three. I was very recently having a, a discussion with somebody regarding um, going back to the subject of brands and, and brands hosting their own events. Um, one, of, one of the big things they were talking about is, is using um, outdoor spaces, place making, uh, I think was the term that was used. Um, is any aspect of UK Events Week going to be looking at the identification of not, not venues per se, but spaces and outdoor areas and urban landscapes and, and how they can be used among brands in, in shopping areas, for example, to, to host Yeah, abs absolutely. There's actually a session that's, that's taken place that would be of particular interest to that, which is the National Outdoor Events Association, NOAA. They're doing an event with um, GL Events, um, and they're looking at essentially what the future holds for outdoor events. Um, and that's everything from its relationship with the supply chain, venues, outdoor space, and things like that. But also, again, moving back to the, the, the core themes of UK Events Week, they're going to look at the relationship between outdoor events and brands as well. So actually, what is it that brand wants to do to get involved in an outdoor event, from everything from a festival to a country show? What can those guys use to 
activate themselves and engage their audiences, um, align themselves with fantastic events, brands, all those sort of things. And actually, that conversation is going to take place as part of UK Events Week. And we, we, we're kind of trying to predict the future um, for the next sort of, 10 to 15 years. Um, it's something I'm, I'm, I'm personally quite passionate about because I think there's some parts of the sector where we're really almost quite clear, almost quite analytical about what our next 10 years is going to kind of look like. Whereas with the outdoor events uh, uh, sector, it's kind of, I think a lot of those guys are kind of waiting for it to happen to them. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what some of those thought leaders are going to come up with as they're put together. So, yeah, no, there, there's specific sessions just looking at that, 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 that sort of stuff. On a similar subject, Mel, um, have you got any experience at all where you've, where you've worked with brands or known of brands who, when you mention the term outdoor event, are sometimes put off or scared by the fact that suddenly it's going to be something that's quite large scale and grandiose? Is it quite important to make sure that they're aware that you can do outdoor, but on a small to medium scale as well if they've never tried it before? Yeah, I mean, I think I think overall educating brands on the breadth and scale of the industry yeah. and the different ways of executing is really important because a lot of people that work in brands, especially in the position of, you know, decision makers within this space, aren't necessarily event professionals. They might not understand the full abilities of different spaces, of different options, of different things. So I think education is a really is a really big part of our role as event professionals, for sure. And, and how... Go on, Alistair. No, no, I was going to say, one, one of the people that are on Melissa's um, section is Macmillan. And obviously, they have a very specific view of what an outdoor event is, and that's about hitting audiences and essentially trying to raise money for a, a phenomenally important charity. And again, I think it's, it's sometimes, again, we, we get very caught up as event professionals working within our own industry about what we do, how we do it how it's impacting and things like that when actually there's there's almost like a very very clear vision for someone like Macmillan which is essentially about trying to raise money for a phenomenal charity and using events as a conduit to do that and I think again listening to those perspectives I think it's really refreshing it's kind of a reminder course for a lot of us um, seasoned event props when it's come to actually planning and, and, yeah. uh, and coming close to the execution of UK events week um, how how difficult has it been to tie in all of the venues and all the different sessions over a week-long period of time without it becoming fragmented and simply held together with a, you know, the same logo or the same Twitter handle? Um, it is important that you've actually got boots on the ground and the people behind the organisation who will be representative within each of the events themselves. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of cheated, to be honest with you. There are events that take place during that week anyway. And I think what we wanted to do is bring all those guys together. But also, I think this is, this is, a, this is a very pleasant gift from Complex and Event Production Show, because what they're saying is if, you, if we bring them all together, we'll go and promote it. Um, I think they're very open to having, you know, for, for people using their show as, as, as a chance to meet up together outside of it, within it, all those sort of things. And actually bringing it all together under a central banner kind of helps everyone. I think what we wanted to do was give it some sort of direction and some sort of core message. So what we haven't got is lots of fragmented events just talking about their own agendas, but actually supplement that with some core themes and also encourage people that are engaging with the UK Events Week to take on those themes. Um, you know, personally, you know, with my role with the, with, with the International Live Events Association, we're talking a lot about the dialogue between events, both both business events and also outdoor events and brands. And I guess that's one of the reasons why we wanted that to be a core tenant of what UK Events Week was about. And I guess what we're trying to do is trying to sort of give people conversation pieces throughout the week. And I think 
as ever with events and, and, and with idea it's all about following the conversation if we give people the right sort of um subject matters essentially those conversations lead towards those areas you mentioned that you've got those two core events as, as you highlighted complex and uh, the event production show but um touching on the fact that there are other events taking place that week that you've effectively piggybacked on and you've brought them all together. Has that had a beneficial impact on collectively all the events involved in UK Events Week uh, from a numbers point of view and actually getting people to subscribe to them and, and, and sign up for them? Yeah, it does. And, and, and hey, look, you know, what, what we're seeing at the moment, and that's why we wanted to talk to you guys, is more and more people engaging with our sessions. I mean, last year, um, it was it was great. We, we, we opened up on the Monday with the uh, the head of um, EMEA Marketing from MasterCard to talk about what experience meant to them and their brand. And of course, that's a sellout. That's every single event props wanted to do it. We released the tickets on Twitter. They were sold out by about you know within a day. Um, and then what we also had is some of the smaller events, you know, little dinners and things like that, round tables. Some of them were closed events and things like that that carried on that conversation. And I guess that's what UK Events Week wants to try and do, which is basically um, find a place for all those other events and open them up to event professionals. Our hope is that if I'm an event prof, I'll find a something at event production show and conference, but I'll also find something the day before or the day after. It's a reason for me to stay a little bit longer in London, maybe come a little bit earlier, maybe stay a bit later and actually pick up something different in a different way as well. Is, is there a hope, Mel, that um, your session doesn't just become your session, but by tying it into something like UK Events Week, you can prompt a conversation during that session, but then hopefully take it outside of that during the rest of the week. Yeah, absolutely. That's entirely the purpose of it, is that it supports a wider conversation that needs to happen. And so I love that Aliyah's done a brilliant job and Alan's done a brilliant job of starting and actually really giving it a voice and a face and a, and a space, I guess, for us all to pick up on and take the conversation further, not just through that week, but beyond that week as well. Um, I think as well, James, just, just, just on that, I think one of the things that we find with businesses and brands is they absolutely want to engage with us as event agencies or us as event freelancers and suppliers and many things like that. But one of the things that's gapingly empty in terms of their own sort of education is a chance to talk to each other. And again, one of the things that these sessions do really well is give them a chance to sit there and kind of go, well, what do you think? So this is what I think. And actually, there isn't many forums out there that the event industry gives to these guys to, to specifically share their own views. Actually, without all us of event props in the room anyway. And I think, again, that's what we want to do with UK Events Week. And again, why, why I'm especially excited about what Mel's doing. And, and what, what are the, uh, I'm keen to perhaps ask, the, the, the longer term plans? Um, I suppose this is directed more at you, Alistair, when it comes to the UK Events Week. Um, how has it grown since it was first launched and, and what are the longer term plans? Is it something that could happen more than just, just once a year? Is it something that could happen on a more frequent basis? I think, I think the, the starting point for this is, is, is as ever, it's about us giving something to the industry and giving this sort of festival of events idea enough impetus that it gains its own life. Um, we, we're on year two. Year one was very small, year two is a little bit a little bit bigger and I think what we want to do is just get really really good at it and make sure that people understand what we're trying to do and, I, and our hope is I guess that it suddenly becomes a life of its own and actually people start just running events left right and centre as long as they keep telling us about them and we bring them all together under the brand 
that's the main thing. But I, I'm hoping over the next sort of two, three years, it will create its own energy itself. And um, all we need to do is, I think, as you said, is, is, is put it with a stick from time to time and, you know, maybe change the conversation to one that's as relevant as possible to the audience. And, and in terms of being relevant to the audience, um, now, 40 minutes, which I think is the duration of the session uh, that you're going to be hosting at Complex, is not an, uh, an awful long period of time when there is so much that could be discussed. Um, how much preparation, dare I ask, is, is going into making sure that you derive the absolute maximum from the panel that you've got and really sort of milk them for any, every key bit of info that they could give you in that period of time? A really dodgy image of milking my pants. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm really fortunate, and I know these guys already. Some of them, so the conversations are conversations that we have anyway within our own sort of groups and circles and the times that we meet. So, to, to some intents and purposes, it's continuing conversation. But no, I've been on calls with all of them this week to discuss kind of the key topics, the key trends, what they're seeing, key talking points. We've got another call scheduled in February. We'll be meeting up and going through kind of the key session notes. Because you're right, it's really challenging when there's so much to talk about to really focus on in on the things that are most relevant to talk about and most interesting to talk about, but also the most useful for the audience to hear. So it's a lot of prep work. We don't just turn up on the day and wing it that way. <laughs> which is which is refreshing, but you know, I think we've all We've all seen the conferences and we've all been to the events where the panel are undoubtedly qualified to discuss the particular topic, but clearly there's been no preparation in advance to actually derive the maximum benefit from that time. Is it something, again, that's feeding into all of the sessions, Alistair? Perhaps you've been privy to, to some of the planning with some of the other sessions that relate to UK events weekend at Complex and... Uh, and yeah, and I mean... Absolutely. I mean, I think I think one of the things that we're, we're often guilty just because of the way our, the makeup of our industry is that sometimes we don't produce the best events for ourselves. Um, and again, we're really delighted with Complex and event production show. We're actually pulling some resource, energy, money into trying to make these things as good as humanly possible. So, yeah, I mean, we, we can't promise, you know, absolute immaculately slickness every single time. But look, to be fair, we've got Melissa, who's an event organizer. We've got three brands who are event organizers. So I'm pretty happy with that one. I think um, some of the other ones, we're, we're, job, we're really. in a similar position. Yeah, which, so, so it's, I can't imagine that one going too wrong. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think what the, the, the filters that we put in place is, does this celebrate the events industry? Does this give a new perspective from business and brands? And if it does, they work as UK events week um, uh, processes. As ever with those sort of things, we rely hugely on the generosity of people's time, energy, venues, food and drink and things like that. We have to work um, within their parameters. But other than that, um, Shard did an amazing job last year, a couple of things. Flux was fantastic. Um, and yeah, touch wood, I think we've got some pretty cool sessions. And I think um, yeah, they'll be very proud of what we're trying to do. The flip side, of course, to the preparation that goes into the actual panel themselves and the panel hosts, is making sure that the audience and the people who are sat there listening to that session are relevant to the people delivering that session. Um, have you been able to, to identify the type of people that are going to be there and how, how closely do you work on ensuring that you've actually attracted the right audience to make sure that your content is relevant? So for more information on all of UK events, the best thing you can do is follow us on Twitter. What we found last year was we had an amazing Twitter 
Um, there was so much love that came over Twitter. And I think what a lot of Eventbrite loved was how much we became sort of like this cheerleader for what they do every year, every day. And there was this sort of like fanboy um, response to it on Twitter. So we, 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 we kind of embraced that as a community and bought pretty much anyone who was freelancers or agencies or anyone along the supply chain that really, really wanted to be part of something that celebrated what we do together. So in terms of the demographic that we will find, it will be those people. It will be enthusiastic event professionals who love what they do, um, who want to shout to the world about what they do, but also that want to listen to the people that are trying to make it better and the people who are, at the end of the day, pay for events. Um, and I think because we've, we've organically found that community, they're the ones that are moving us in different directions and we're responding to what they're saying to us. So I think in terms of getting the right audience, I think our, um, our mediums, our message on that one. I think you know, on social media, we're finding a really cool bunch of people. And, and lastly, before, before we sort of begin wrapping up this particular episode, um, Melissa, what, on a personal level, what would you like to end the session at Complex on? What would you hope to achieve at the end of that, uh, that 40 minutes? Um, well, there's two things really. I think I want there to be, I want there to be a better understanding of what we go through as having worked in brands and the reality of our day to day, but also how important our agencies, our suppliers, our venues are. Because anyone that works in a brand is typically a very small team, and they rely on the services of their brands and their venues and their suppliers. So I really want people to take that away. I also want people to take away the fact that we're we're selling solutions, not events, and that it's it's. You know, we're solving problems. We have to do it through the medium of events and experiential, but we're solving big business problems with, you know, we're, we're delivering on the KPIs of a business, not just like tactically putting on a party. <laughs> we should uh, we should point out that ukeventsweek.co.uk is the website to visit for Thanks, information uh, relating to what the guys have been talking about on today's episode. Head over to their website, take a look, get yourself along to however many of the sessions we can get along to because it certainly sounds like something that's going to be of benefit to a variety of different people regardless of their job roles within the events industry. Running from the 27th of February to the 4th of March, they're the key dates and as Alistair points out, very much being supported by Confex and the Event Production Show which will be running that week. Um, head over to those websites and check them out. For now, we will thank the guests on today's episode. Alistair Turner, Melissa Notes, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for having us. Thanks, man. And uh, if you are watching this via eventindustrynews.co.uk or via one of our other video channels, don't forget that you can subscribe to the audio-only version of the podcast via iTunes. But for now, we shall wrap up today's episode. Mm -hmm.